Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble host and correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, and I am joined in tandem by my lovely and tremendously talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises ready to bring you yet another exciting foray into the vast, expansive terrain that we have lovingly dubbed the Sprawl. Except this is a special Sprawl for Vacation series episode. So we're actually going to be focusing our attention on a region that is outside of our ordinary purview. That's right, today... We check in with our counterparts to the north. I don't mean San Francisco, nor do I mean Crescent City, Eureka, Humboldt. Not talking about any of that. Specifically, today we're going to focus our attention on this Sprawl 4 special edition of Silicon Valley. And we're going to focus on 10 companies that are headquartered in the Silicon Valley 10 different places, different companies, all working toward that magical, indescribable goal that the world understands as progress or something like it. Though San Francisco has its fair share of technology companies, their neighbors to the south have built an entire cottage industry around modern technology. Some might attribute it to a happy accident that took place in a garage in Palo Alto where HP was founded. Others might attach the region's connection to the tech industry to Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. The proliferation of bright minds that comprise the area coming out of some of the state's finest universities Silicon Valley is the home of Stanford, Santa Clara, San Jose State, nearby Berkeley, nearby Mills College, nearby St. Mary's. And as such, 
some of the world's largest corporations have set up shop in the area to better communicate with similar companies. The fun thing about Silicon Valley is that there really aren't any particular borders to it. More than a geographic region, it's kind of a state of mind. But for purposes of our discussion today, we are going to be focusing on 10 different companies headquartered in 10 different portions of Silicon Valley. So let's begin with our most unlikely entrant at number 10. In the great city of Fremont, it's the Tesla Automotive Plant. Now, Tesla, the corporation, used to be based in Palo Alto, but Elon Musk moved the company to Austin a couple years back. So what remains are the actual facilities, or specifically this one facility in Fremont where Teslas are made. It once was home to GM, and automobiles have been made at the now Tesla factory for at least 60 years. If you drive to Fremont and you attempt to scale the actual size of the property, your head will spin. It's that large. So even though it's not the Tesla headquarters and it's at the very southern end of Silicon Valley, we wanted to highlight this enormous facility and its contribution to not only American life, but to the global conversation. At number 10, the Tesla Auto Factory in Fremont. At number 9, the Intel campus located in the city of Santa Clara. The Intel Pentium processor has enabled much of the tech community to expand and continue adding to an idea that was really born in places like Intel. Now, there's a museum on the campus. When Lisa and I went, the museum happened to be closed, but it very much exists. And this is our first in a mini tour of these gigantic college-sized campuses that these corporations call home. Someone had the bright idea of basically going, hey, why don't we just turn our corporate offices into Stanford? And Intel was one of the first places where that was really the case. Now, its outright size has been dwarfed by some of the new companies which have emerged in the past couple decades. But Intel and Santa Clara very much holding it down for the old school Silicon Valley tech industry. Number eight, Electronic Arts. They're headquartered in Redwood City. Now, Oracle, one of the largest companies in the world, used to be located in Redwood City. They've also relocated to Texas. But fear not, Redwood City denizens, Electronic Arts is still very much in the fold. They produce all of the sports games that your kids, nieces, and nephews play. They produce a lot of the video games, period, that those same individuals play. Madden, NBA 2K, MLB The Show, all Electronic Arts properties, all engineered at their massive headquarters in Redwood City, Silicon Valley, 
California. And number seven, the LinkedIn headquarters in Sunnyvale. Now, LinkedIn is an expansion of the generic social media company, Think, MySpace, and Facebook, but it's also a real headhunter's paradise. Think, Indeed, Career Builder, and any of the other job posting boards that you've undoubtedly come across over the course of your life. Now, the campus in Sunnyvale is not quite as large as some of the other places that we'll be describing on this list, but the LinkedIn headquarters in Sunnyvale are certainly a place where business is happening and ideas are being consolidated to ensure that we have a wonderful working future to anticipate. At number six... The OG, as it were, Hewlett Packard, now just known as HP, with its headquarters in the Stanford Research Park in Palo Alto. HP sort of kicked off the tech revolution in the United States. Bill Hewlett and Mr. Packard came up with a way to turn record keeping and company maintenance into a worldwide juggernaut. And they came up with this notion in a site that's now there for tourists to visit, the HP Garage. The Stanford Research Park is a cluster of prominent businesses that have some connection to Stanford. If you drive a couple miles, you'll find yourself surrounded by some of the most important companies in the United States. And right in the mix, like two blocks away from the HP headquarters, is the building that used to house Theranos, where the disgraced Elizabeth Holmes attempted to quote-unquote change the world. If you visit the area, I would urge you to just get the address for the Theranos building and see exactly how close it is to all of these entirely legitimate companies and how easy it was for them to hide because, well, how could a fraudulent company be located right next to all of these industry titans, such as HP? Wouldn't believe it if I saw it in a script and yet it actually happened. The HP headquarters in Palo Alto, definitely worth a side trip. And number five, San Jose, the nation's 10th largest city, is home to the headquarters of eBay. The friendly logo presents itself on the exterior of the building located in downtown San Jose. And eBay, which made competitive e-commerce a thing, still very much holds the power to create or nullify economic spending trends. eBay gave the world a financial marketplace where you could actually make a profit on all those old baseball cards your mother told you to hold on to, or the Beanie Babies that you lost interest in after you hit the age of 13. It created a space where a niche world could truly thrive, exist, and connect to other niche worlds and domains. 
San Jose is also home to PayPal and a number of other very prominent tech companies, but it's the eBay headquarters that made us stop and think about what the world was like before eBay actually existed. So when you want to stop and think about, well, who actually went ahead and changed the world, it's companies like eBay in places or really just a place like Silicon Valley. At number four, the Netflix headquarters located in Los Gatos, the Cats. This massive flurry of buildings in coastal Los Gatos is where the entertainment industry was changed forever. Netflix basically eclipsed Hollywood or at the very least, made Hollywood change almost everything about its business practices. The once struggling male-supported DVD system ushered in a new way to watch and experience content. The Kickstarter to the streaming era, Netflix has been at the forefront of innovation in the last 15 years, Founder and CEO Reed Hoffman has given the world so much. The binge content model, the Netflix and chill lifestyle, the pick and choose business model. For young folks growing up that never really experienced network television, let me just tell you, you avoided a great many superfluous commercials. The Netflix campus is large, intimidating, and indicative of where the entertainment industry as a whole is really headed. Even though their stock price might have dipped this year, there could be no debate that Netflix, headquartered in grand style at its campus in Los Gatos, holds the key to what we all are going to be watching in the future. And number three... Facebook or meta platforms in Menlo Park. See, Facebook owns Instagram as well as WhatsApp and is now known as meta platforms. The campus, which your humble host and correspondent was privileged enough to tour extensively a couple years back, was very much reminiscent of Disneyland. And I found out that that was a decision which was not made by accident. Employees specifically took cues from Disneyland's Main Street to create a similar portion of the Meta Platform campus. As has become standard in the tech industry, this campus operates very much like a college campus. It's designed so that you never have to leave. All of your needs are covered from dry cleaning to food, babysitting, music lessons, sports leagues and workouts. It's all right there at the facility. Additionally, there are a couple of just really beautiful botanical gardens on the campus. One that seems like it was airlifted straight from Japan, which exists on top of an office building an oasis in the valley, if you will. When I say that there are every kind of earthly cuisine that you can think of on campus, 
I mean exactly that. There are vending machines that have items you don't typically see in vending machines, like headphones, wallets, keychains, stuff that you would, I think, more associate with a gift shop as opposed to a vending machine. Again, it's all designed so that employees never have to leave the campus. You have world-class food, first-rate accommodations, a main street stolen from Disneyland. Why would you want to leave? At number three, paving the way forward, it is the Facebook slash Meta campus in Menlo Park. At number two, the Googleplex in Mountain View, California. For those of you that saw the 2015, we'll call it a rom-com, even though there's far less rom than there is com, internship, you'll remember Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn competing to see who would obtain permanent employment at the Google campus. Now, much of that movie was actually filmed in Atlanta, but the exterior shots were very much of the massive seemingly indestructible Google campus. There are world-class sculptures that adorn the property's exterior. All of the accoutrements I just mentioned with respect to the Facebook Metacampus, those are all represented at Google in even more prominent ways. The workforce at Google get to brainstorm in an environment that seems like something out of a Philip K. Dick novel. Google really are paving the way forward. What started off as a search engine has now become, well, everything. Google is the most visited website in the world and shows absolutely no signs of stopping. Their campus in Mountain View is gorgeous, yes. It's adjacent to the Shoreline Amphitheater, one of the foremost amphitheaters in the entire country. There's a really wonderful museum of computers that's adjacent to the campus that we highly recommend. And if you're lucky enough to get yourself on a tour of the Googleplex, you absolutely, without question, much oblige and take the ride. At number one, the Apple campus in Cupertino. Apple was formerly located in Palo Alto, but after Steve Jobs rejoined the company that he founded and gave the world the iPod and the iPhone, well, they needed some bigger digs. This sprawling campus has all of the requisite accoutrements that you'd expect from any tech company worth its salt. This is Apple, though, one of the largest companies in the world, the main tech company in the world, the type of company that can create a streaming service whose billion-dollar budget can be written off as a mere line item in an overall budget. There's nothing quite like the Apple campus. As is the case with all of these facilities, you do have to have special permission to be able to check out the actual buildings, but 
there's, of course, a gift shop at the edge of the Cupertino property where you can buy all things Apple. I don't mean like an Apple store. I mean more like an Apple gift shop. Think Apple Christmas ornaments as opposed to folks manning the Genius Bar. Bittersweet because Steve Jobs never got to see the fully completed campus, but it was his vision that transformed Apple from a company stuck in the doldrums of the 1980s into the company that would usher in the very essence of our modern technological age. There will never be another Apple. You got to see the campus in Cupertino, even if you just drive around it. And that's going to do it for another episode of the program. We'd like to thank everyone for their continued support of the show. A couple of easy ways to demonstrate such support. Hop on Apple iTunes, wherever you happen to be listening to the show. Leave us a five-star rating and a kind review. Helps us out a great deal. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. Drop us an email. We do love corresponding with you, our dear, beautiful listeners. The address is Living in the Sprawl Podcast at gmail.com. I'd like to draw your attention to our phenomenal website. And it's on this website that you can get your hands on merch, Living in the Sprawl related merchandise. If you can think of it and it's possible to get it made, Our website is the place to snap it up. So it's on behalf of myself. I am, as always, your humble hosting correspondent. My name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and immensely talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg, thanking you again from the bottom of our hearts for listening to yet another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's Most Adventurous Podcast. Talk to you all very soon.